Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm Adam Smith, and it is finally here. The day we have all been waiting our lifetimes for. Yes, England men's senior squad in the finals of a Euros for the first time ever. We play Italy tonight at Wembley. And if you didn't know that by now, then quite frankly, I don't know what you're doing here. I can hardly contain my excitement and my nerves, but I'm going to try because this is the official England podcast and we will be bringing you every single thing that's happened in the Three Lions camp over the last 24 hours plus a whole lot more. We are quite frankly the only place for you to get your daily England fix. Stick the kettle on. Here's what's coming up on our Match Day Special show. Ahead of the final, Gareth Southgate and Harry Kane speak to the media. We have a real focus of where we want to be, a real vision of where we want to be. Without that and without our winning mentality, we wouldn't be in the situation we are now. And speaking of the gaffer, he reveals all in the Three Lions diary room. For me, when you win, the best moment is the probably the 20 minutes after the game because you share that moment with the supporters and then you share that moment with the team in the dressing room. Back by popular demand and for the very last time, Smithy's stat attack returns. And I'll be speaking in depth to my good mate, the magic man, Paul Merson, about all things England and what winning tonight would mean for Gareth Southgate. You know, I think he's 90 minutes away from being a sir. So blow your whistle, ref. Let's get started. You're listening to the official England podcast. With less than 24 hours to go before the final, manager Gareth Southgate and captain Harry Kane spoke to the media. Here's what they had to say. We had a fabulous reception when we left St George's. All the local villages had come out and lining the route and people pulled over in laybys. And so you got more of a sense of what's going on outside the bubble that we've been in. But it always comes back to tomorrow. You know, we're in a final and we're, we're, here, to, we're here to win. So everything, it's important how we've represented people and we're pleased that that legacy has been there. But now we want to go and, and bring the trophy home for everybody. We started this tournament with a name to win it and we have that opportunity tomorrow night. And yeah, to see the fans on the street like they have been and see the reception that we've had as we've pulled into to the hotel here and as we was leaving St George's Park has yeah, just, just shown us how, how big an occasion it is. I think in Russia, obviously we was over there and we was in our own bubble and we could see videos of what it was like back home, but we couldn't really experience it ourselves. And yeah, even even this uh, this camp, obviously, we've been kind of just onto the next one, onto the next one, just focusing on the next game, which we've done for this final. But it's great to see the reception that we're getting, and we know how much it means to, to the English fans all over the country. So uh, we're proud to be representing them, and hopefully, we can do them proud again tomorrow night. We're looking forward to the challenge. It's a brilliant game to be involved in. It's a brilliant game to prepare for because we're playing a high-level opponent and they're tactically very good. They've had a tremendous run, so that's another great challenge for us. I think we have a real focus and determination to win. Yeah, I think we've shown that in the last tournament we played and going into this tournament, 
knocking down barriers that have been there for our country for a long, long time. So, you know, we have a real focus of where we want to be, a real vision of where we want to be. And yeah, without, without that and without our winning mentality, we wouldn't be in the situation we are now. The challenge of every game is slightly different. In finals, actually, it's in, the, the key is to hit your normal level. Lots of teams in finals end up underperforming. You, you, you don't have to find a level beyond where you've ever gone before. It's about hitting and doing what you're good at, transferring what you do every day on the training pitch into the match. I think our players know that's our ethos. We've got a number who've played in Champions League finals now, a number who've been to a World Cup semi-final. So we know that those, those preparations are important. Every, every game is different. Every opposition is different. And um, we always review our matches. We always look back and, and look at what we've done well and what we could do better. But, you know, this, this game now is a different sort of tactical challenge, a, a different opponent. That's the beauty of football, that every team has different strengths. And we've tried to uh, play to ours and adapt our game to our strengths. And uh, we'll, we need to do the same tomorrow. And that's not all from Gareth Southgate because the great man himself, yes, our manager, also stepped into the diary room. Hi guys, I know I'm a little bit older than the usual guests in the diary room, but um, I was told it's my turn to have a go, so here we go. Now we've got an opportunity, you know, we can be the first team for over 50 years to win a trophy for England and we want to grab that opportunity and make the most of it. To have this period of time to work on the training pitch, to implement new ideas, is very special for us. And I can also see the bonds that have formed between the players as a group, but also little friendship, little bromances that have been going on. Some that we all know about, some that are newly formed. And um, it is lovely that that crosses the clubs. And it's one of the reasons that this team are being successful. I think that's one of the great privileges for me that when I came back from Russia, people from every community were coming to me and, and talking about the team and feeling that they could relate to the team. And we've got to be an inclusive country and um, that's very powerful that as a football team we can make a difference in that area. For me when you win, the best moment is the, probably the 20 minutes after the game because you share that moment with the supporters and then you share that moment with the team in the dressing room. But the other night at Wembley is one of those moments where you can just feel the energy and you want to share it and you want them to know what it means to you and that you want them to share that celebration with you. It's very strange, to be honest, to hear the fans singing any song about me that, that, that can be repeated. Um, so, uh, no, look, it's lovely to be recognised because I understand that that doesn't happen unless you, you've, you've been able to really connect with people. You know, it is the toughest test we've had so far in this tournament. I think both teams over the distance of the tournament deserve to be in the final. We have to be at our very best to win and we know that. We know it's a game we can win, but we have to be at our very best to win. This is a, another step forward, another chance to make history, but we're not worried by that or put off by that at all you know that's a, it's exciting it's a brilliant game to be a part of it's a brilliant game to prepare for but you, you get to a final you want to win you asked i delivered guess what's back back again stat attacks back tell your friend here is everything you statistically need to know about the big game Q jingle producer alex smithy stat attack 
So this is Italy's 10th major tournament final. They've been in six World Cup finals and four Euro finals, with only Germany having played in more among European nations. That's 14. Italy won the European Championship in 1968, but have lost their subsequent two final appearances in the competition in 2000 and 2012. This will be England's first ever appearance in a European Championship final and their first in the final of a major tournament since winning the 1966 World Cup. It's the longest gap between major finals for any European nation. 55 years. Euro 2020 will see England participate in the final while hosting the showpiece, the 11th instance of a European nation competing in a major tournament final as hosts. England also did so at the 1966 World Cup, beating Germany famously 4-2 at Wembley. Both of the last two European host nation finalists lost the final. Portugal at Euro 2004 and France at Euro 2016. But only one of the first eight had lost their final prior to this. Italy have never lost against England at a major tournament. Moving swiftly on, by the way. Gosh. Italy are unbeaten in their last 33 matches in all competitions, scoring 86 goals and conceding just 10 in this run. This is their longest unbeaten stretch of matches in the nation's history. Italy are just the second side in European Championship history to have as many as five different players score two plus goals at a single edition of the competition. Chiesa, Pessina, Insignia, Immobile and Locatelli. And that is after France in 2000. Marco Verratti has been key for Italy. Only Pierre-Emile Hoybier has started more open play sequences ending in a shot than Italy's Marco Verratti so far at Euro 2020. On top of that, only Kevin De Bruyne has created more chances at Euro 2020 than Verratti. But England fans, England have won 15 of their last 17 matches at Wembley Stadium in all competitions. They've also scored 46 goals and conceded just five in this run. On top of that, England's Raheem Sterling has attempted and completed more take-ons than any other player at Euro 2020. Seven of these have been in the opposition penalty area, one of which led to England's penalty against Denmark in the semi-final, which led to their winning goal. And I'll leave you with this one. England have a 100% record in major finals. Playing one, winning one. Come on, England. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You're listening to the official England podcast. I am pleased to say joining me on the official England podcast now is a man with 21 caps and three goals for England. He played in two major tournaments and he won a host of trophies at club level for his beloved Arsenal as well. I've played in charity matches with him and I can assure you this man has not lost it. He's got an absolute wand on him. It is my good mate, the magic man, Paul Merson. Mate, how are you? 
Here I am. Good, thanks, mate. Thank you. Good. Firstly, can I just say to our listeners, huge thanks to you, because I only texted, to be fair to you, a, a couple of hours ago, and you've dropped everything, it seems, to come on this pod. So fair play to you, mate. Thank you very much. For you, Adam. For <laughs> you. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you, mate. Anytime. Uh, let's get straight to it. England are in the final of the Euros wow. for the first time ever, Merce. Talk to me about how you're feeling. Yeah, I mean, amazing. Absolutely. I mean, the, the airs on my arms go up there mm. as you say that. I mean, unbelievable feat. Whatever the result is, should be very proud of themselves. I, I don't see this as a, oh, we've got to make the most mm. of it. I, f- I think these these lads and the ones coming through will be there or thereabouts for a long time. I mean, you've got to remember, a World Cup semi-final, Straight after that, now a Euros mm. final. We're around. We're around. We're not here just through luck. We're we're here because this is a good team. It's interesting you said that. No matter what happens, that was literally my next question. I was going to say, whatever happens, history's been made here, Merce, hasn't it? Whatever happens, these boys have done us proud. Well, I I didn't personally see. I didn't see me being able to see England in a final in my lifetime. Really? If I'm being honest, wow. I've seen some good teams. I've seen some amazing teams, England teams that we've had and, and never really even looked like mm. getting there, really. So for this team to go and do what they've done, it's, just, it's absolute phenomenal. Honestly, I can't talk highly enough of what they've done. It's it's amazing because when you play for England, it, it's hard. Mm. It's hard. You know, don't let anybody tell you it, it isn't. And for them, they just, they've got no fear. Mm. They've got no fear. They go out and they play and they, they're just full of energy. I, I just think it's been amazing. Yeah, it has been. Where have you watched the games, Merce? I've watched them at home. I've watched. A, I've worked on a couple of games like, but yeah, I've watched them at home. I'm yeah. watching with the family. I mean, this is these are memories. These yeah. are things, you know, like it's like Freddie, he's six. He loves his football and he's, he's watching it on Sunday. Oh. You know, people go, oh, we've got school. No. You imagine, you imagine if you were talking to a 63-year-old and you went, oh my God, you were around in 66 and they went, Oh, yeah, but my dad put me in bed. I weren't allowed to watch it. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Kids are really standing up. Point. Yeah. yeah. It's true, though, isn't it? How many, how many people have you ever heard say, no, I didn't see the 66 one. I was in bed. <laughs> yeah, no. I've already told the teacher. He won't be in. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point. Um, how nutty does it go in the Merson household then when England score? Go on, talk us through your kids, you. It, how excited does Paul Merson get? You know what? I'm, I'm starting to get nervous. Yeah. I'm starting to get like, it's becoming a sort of unenjoyable, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do know what you mean. I'm finding it's really nervy. It's really like they're in the final now. So embrace it. And I'm sure come what next November, December, they'll be there and thereabouts mm. again. Not No worries about that at all. Merce, who's impressed you or what's impressed you the most? Because we were speaking to all the players this week. It, there's so many positives in this England team. Obviously, Raheem Sterling has been fantastic. Kane's back in the goals. The defence have only conceded one goal. Jordan Pickford in sticks. Gareth rotated it. Well, has there been a, an area or a player that you've been most impressed with? Or actually, has it just been... I'm going to, I've got to say Sterling. Yeah. I've got to say Sterling. I have to. I, I think the kid has been absolutely amazing. Mm. I think his mental strength. I mean, it's, it's always Sterling's fault if England does don't play well. Mm. You know, he sort of gets a lot of the blame. And I just think the lad's outstanding. He scores big goals at big times. Mm. He's always in the action. If he's not playing well, he looks like he's going to score. He never hides. You know, he missed an absolute sitter the other night. Let's not get away from it. It wasn't a good save. It was a sitter. You know, I'd expect to score that 100 times out of 100. But who's there a minute later trying to score again? Raheem Sterling. And that's why the lad puts the ball in the back of the net. Other players would have been sitting on, on the edge of the box. They'd have gone, oh, I don't want to miss again. 
And then, you know, he takes players on. I, I couldn't, I, I think he's player of the tournament. Do you? I was going to ask you that in terms, in terms of every, all the teams play with the tournament. Every player in the whole tournament. He, he's been, he's had too many big moments not to be, in my mm. opinion. He's had too many, he's involved in everything England do and everything about it. The other teams are petrified of him. They're yeah. petrified. Absolutely petrified of him. You see him the other night, semi-final. There's hardly any time left. He he runs with a ball at pace like you'd mm. think it was the first minute. You know, Schmeichel makes another great save at the near yeah. post. So we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for Raheem Sterling. It's as simple as that. He got too mm. many big goals at big times. He's not he's not that player who scores a third and fourth goal in a 4-0 win. He gets the first goal. He gets yeah. big goals. Yeah, he's been brilliant. A couple of players I wanted to get your thoughts on. Uh, Harry Kane as well, back in the goals. He equaled Gary Lineker's record to become England's equal record goal score in major tournaments. How impressive have you been with Kane? Because he's another one that whenever he doesn't score, there's so much attention on him. But man of the match in the last two games, how impressive have you been with Harry? I mean, Harry Kane, I couldn't talk highly enough of him. I just think with Harry Kane, he's the only player I know in the world who, who can play a game, not get a kick, and four days later get a hat-trick. Mm. I mean, it just doesn't affect him. I think his mental strength, his belief in his ability. And we've got to remember, people are out to stop Harry Kane playing. You know, you've seen Great it's point. like Great point. we need yeah. to stop Harry Kane. If we stop Harry Kane, we're stopping a lot. But, you know, Raheem Sterling stepped up at the times when Harry has got marked. But, mm. you know, I think he'll go on. I said a while back when he hadn't scored for a few games, I still thought he'd get the golden boot. I really did because he's a goal. Do you think he still will, Most? Yeah, I think he scores in the final. I think there'll be a lot of goals in the final. I, re- mm. I think it'll be a... A very there's too many attacking footballers on that pitch not to be a lot of goals in it. So oh. I'm I'm a big fan of his. I'm a big fan. I think Carl Walker's been yeah. amazing, amazing. Yeah. I mean, who gets quicker when they get older? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, so Usain Bolt would still be doing the hundred if that was true. It's <laughs> he's just mind blowing. I mean, we'd have been one nil down if Carl Walker weren't playing the other night. The mm. lad goes through the middle. He just turns on the afterburners. You know what? They've all been outstanding. I've, we haven't carried one player. We've not mm. carried one player. Yeah. Do you know what's interesting, most as well? We've been speaking to, I've spoken to over, well, nearly the whole squad now through this time. And the mm. mindset and the mentality is just right. The game's done. They've had huge moments of celebration, but it's not been that way. It's like, right, the next job is, is, is the next game. And the focus and the calm and the togetherness. Every single England player I've spoken to during the tournament has said how good the team spirit has been. Like, has, has just mm. gone crazy about it. How much credit does Gareth Southgate have? I wanted to get your thoughts on Gareth as well, because I know that he's a friend of yours, a former teammate. You played in the World Cup with him. How proud are you? of everything that Gareth's done both on and off the pitch with England yeah I, I, I've been with, I, I played with Gareth at Aston Villa he's my captain at Aston mm. Villa he's a, he was the one player I've ever played with where when I got to a club I couldn't believe how good a player he was really yeah I mean I, for, personally I thought he was a proper player when, I, when, when you're looking from a distance you're thinking mm. but when you get there and you work with the man every day he's a proper professional he's a he was someone I always thought I wish I could be like Gareth you know, I think really that's the height. Yeah, I mean, with all my problems, he was he was one of them people. I just thought he just carries himself so well. Mm. He's he's such a nice bloke. Yeah, I I think he's been brave. I think you know, I think he's ninety minutes away from being a sir. Wow. You know, you, you're under big pressure, but that's what I like about Gareth. He's gone. You know what? I'm the England manager. How long it's going to last for? Who knows? You don't when mm. you're an England manager. I'm going to do it my way my mm. way and if I found my way that's the way it goes you know how many times Adam we could all sit round a table tomorrow and over the years 20 of us sit round a table and we go right what's the England team on Sunday night we'd every nine out of, 19 out of 20 would get it right and the other one would be one player out 
you wouldn't know what the team's going to be this no, week. No, so true. So true. Yeah. You wouldn't. I mean, it's, you know, how many squads can you have in the world of football where you could, you could probably bring on five substitutions for England mm. and you wouldn't weaken the team one bit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, you look at Denmark the other night, they're bringing players off and you're like, oh, what are you bringing them to off Yeah, for? I know exactly you know, what you mean. When yeah, you're bringing yeah. players off for England, I mean, Saku, who's been great, comes off, who comes on? Grealish. My God, mm. I mean, and then Foden comes on. I mean, you're talking to two of the most talented players in the in, in the country and then yeah, all of a sudden yeah. Sancho ain't really got a kick and then he's a star against Ukraine and then he doesn't get a kick. Mm. And no one says anything. Yeah. I mean, it's been unbelievable. I mean, fair play to all the players, but fair play to Gareth. It's amazing hearing you say that. We had both Teddy Sheringham and Tony Adams on this podcast, and they both said exactly what you said, that England can make substitutions and it doesn't weaken them. So it's, it's amazing hearing three legends saying that, that, you know, years gone by, you could make subs and it does weaken England. But it's, it's not the case now. That's that's a good problem to have, though, isn't it, Merce? It's, it's an unbelievable problem to have. I mm. mean, you look, Denmark are out on their feet and you're bringing people like Grealish and Foden on. Yeah. I mean, if I'm playing for Denmark, and I'm defending I'm thinking oh my god look who's coming on now I mean and then, go on, how, how are you feeling go on Mercer you're playing for Denmark how are you feeling I mean I played I played for Aston Villa against Man United in an FA Cup game with 2-0 up yeah. and I think it was Van Nistelrooy Stoles and Giggs come on <laughs> I mean it was wow. like oh my god in the end we were hanging on to lose 3-2 I yeah. mean you, you know what I mean when you're bringing on quality and then if you're a defender, you're looking, thinking, I hope they don't bring Sancho on now. I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. and then they bring on Henderson, who just calms it down, who just keeps it ticking over. Now, yeah. None of these players sulk. You know, when they come off, you never see anybody throwing their toys out the pram. They mm. shake the players' hands who's coming on. And that you can see that they want them to do well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You see Bellingham when Henderson scored against the Ukraine, the way he jumped mm. up when he scored. Yeah, you know, I can't talk Ireland. This, this is not... This is not one of them we have to make the most of. We'll we'll be around. We're around for a long time. Oh, great to hear that. Um, And of course, the other player I wanted to talk about, just because I know you have such strong ties with Arsenal, Bakayo Saka, 19 years of age. Mm. The players all absolutely love him, by the way. All the players say how good he is around camp and also how good he's been on the pitch. How pleased are you for him with the performances that he's putting in? At 19, Merce. Oh, he comes from... He he went to the same school as me. We both went to the same school. So, no, I think he's been absolutely outstanding. I think... You know, they're just a fr- fresh air. It's just they play like, you know, I'm more nervous than them and I'm not even playing. You know, so many more of the nervous. legends have said that to me. It's so, I can't we're get my head around that. more nervous than them and, they, and then yeah. they're playing. They've got, they play with no fear. They go out and they play. And, you know, if they, don't, if they go, go to go past someone, it doesn't come off. They do it again. They're willing to run without the ball as well, which is a mm. big thing. The goal's amazing. You know, Kane comes short, puts the ball through the eye of a needle. But, yeah. you know, it's Saka who's prepared to run without the ball and then it's Sterling who's prepared to, you know, before in time, everybody just wanted to get the ball. It was come to feet and we had no movement and it was a bit mundane. And if I'm being honest, let's be honest, we've melted. We've melted over the years. We have melted. There's mm. no doubt about that. You know, Iceland, seriously? Mm-hmm. You know, you look at these, these haven't melted. You know, when one nil down in a semi-final of the Euros mm. and just nev- no panic. There was a panic yeah. for about five minutes, Adam, where Denmark broke again and I thought we were all over the place and, and sort of no one was on the far post. And then after that, we just put the afterburners on again and it was yeah. like, it was comfortable. There was not a lot of panic and they just played through it. And even when the game was going on, 
you weren't thinking, oh, Denmark might nick a goalie. I thought we were dominant. I thought mm. it was outstanding performance. Yeah, I did as well, actually, because I was at the game and I thought, actually, the game management for a semi-final of a Euros, oh, and that, that, that the bit where they were popping it around for three oh. minutes, over 54 passes, I think it was, Merce, in a semi-final. Yeah. But the game management there, and Harry Maguire said a really interesting point yesterday on the podcast. He said he doesn't think that they made 50 passes probably in extra time against Croatia. And I don't know if, whether they did or not, but he, the point he was making was that they've learned a lot from previous experiences and they're so calm in these situations now, which I thought was a really interesting point that you made. Yeah, and I, I think personally it's confidence as well. I think it's confidence. Yeah, okay. I think everybody's wanting the ball. You know, results breed confidence. And, you know, we, we, have, a, we have a thing in England you know, and we've had it for many years in any sport. Mm. When we do well, we always go, well, the other team weren't great, were they? You know, weren't great, the other yeah. team. You know, we never really go, what a result. We always... Yeah. Yeah, you know, they weren't great. They weren't the best. They were good. You know, we've seen them over the last three or four games. You know, let's be honest. The first half against Belgium, they could have been out of sight. They should have blown Belgium away in the first half. Mm. You know, and, and Belgium and all of a sudden Kevin De Bruyne comes on different game, but it could have been different. They were a good team. They mm. were a hard team. I thought that was going to be harder game than the final, if I'm being honest. Really? Yeah, I did because. I find these are, I've played against Scandinavian teams. They're strong, they're physical, mm. they're a team, they're together. I, I just thought this Italian team was on the ropes against Spain. I thought we'd be playing Spain, if I'm being honest. Interesting. Merce, it's great hearing you talk with such passion about the, the fact you're saying you're more nervous now and, 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 and talking back to your players. I just wanted to get an insight as a former player, you know, because I know how proud you were to represent your country. Mm. Oh, just yeah. What the players will be feeling now uh, going into such a big game. Can you relate it back to some big games you played in and, and what the players will be experiencing? Because I've never played for England, Merce. I played, I played, I played in big games. I, you know, I played, I played against Argentina and we went out in the last 16 and we were heroes. Yeah. I mean, and that was in yeah. the last 16 because of the way we lost. You know what? If I'm being honest, I never used to get excited watching England if I was being honest. I sort of knew the script. I'm involved now. You know, I'm hooked. So, I mean, and that's the thing. Everybody's got the love back for England. Nerves-wise, I don't know if these get nervous. Mm. I don't know. I think the big game is the semi-final. I played in a lot of finals. Yeah. The semi-final is the big one. Really? When you so get you got more final, nervous in a semi-final than a final match. Just, just elaborate on that a bit and, and tell us why that was. Yeah, 100%. Because you, you you're nearly there. Right. You know, there's nothing worse than just nearly getting there and missing out on the big day. I mean, when the big day comes, you know, you want to enjoy it. Make sure you enjoy it. Mm. But they're in a final. These are made history. You know, these are something that I don't think they'll be nervous. I just, mm. it's just a, another breed of player. The yeah. fitness levels. I mean, I mean, I see that Chiesa. I mean, he runs the length of the pitch, right? Yeah. He scores a goal and then he runs that way and then runs 30 yards the other way to the corner flag, mm. goes on his knees. He's not even breathing. He's not even breathing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, I see Raheem Sterling make runs and then the camera goes on him and he's like, just smiling. Yeah. I yeah. mean, their fitness levels, honestly, it's just it's just absolutely phenomenal. Merce, you mentioned that Argentina game. Obviously, famously, you took a penalty yeah. in that game. A huge game. I remember that so vividly, England going um, so far to winning that. So what was that moment like, taking a penalty for England uh, in a major tournament? Just talk me through your emotions going into that. I was the most nervous thing I've ever done in football. When you're walking from the halfway line, there's no other walk like it. I mean, especially mm. with someone like me who's had two things on my shoulder for a long time in my life. You know I mean, one telling me I'm good and the other one saying, you know, I mean, right, I had yeah, that all yeah. the way down. You missing. No, I'm not. Yeah, I <laughs> you, you know, no. Glenn told me I was going <laughs> to score. So I knew I was going to score, but I wouldn't want this to go to penalties. Anything but penalties. I don't, I, you know, someone who misses a penalty in this, if they went to the final, missed a penalty, it'd be hard mm. to recover from. Mm. I mean, 
I mean, these these kids and they're they're mentally strong, but that would be something you just wouldn't want to happen to anybody on that pitch. Mm. Yeah, let's look ahead to it then. England v Italy at Wembley in the final. How do you see it going? I just you said you said you expect a lot of goals in this one. I I, I think England will win three two in extra time. Oh wow, what a game! I, I do. I think it'd be a great game. I do. I think you know England. England don't mess about. England have a go. They have yeah. a go. You know, they, do, they have yeah. their off days and. You know, it might not come off, but they 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 have a go. They attack. I think they're waiting to be attacked. I think we have to smother them. I can't let keep on letting Jorginho get on the ball from the goalie because mm. they are quick at moving the ball forward. Yeah, but they got lively players. You know, they got players where you know does Walker go in to the winger? Does does Shaw go into connect? You know, and if he goes in, the lad up front, Mobley can run. Yeah, you know, he runs yeah. the channels. Stones won't want to be one v one against him nor Maguire. Then Sterling against Di Lorenzo, what a battle that'll be. Di Lorenzo, mm. I think, is an outstanding defender and you've got someone, for me, the player of the tournament. I think Mount's got to get round Jorginho. I think mm. that's where it's won for us. I think if he can play on him, stop him getting the ball and run off him, I think we'll cause havoc. Absolute havoc. God, God, really good to hear that. It's all a good game, don't I, Adam? You do, mate. I'm getting I mean, excited. Yeah, even, you, you... even I'm thinking, yeah, this going to happen. But I always like working with you because you get me inspired, Merce, every time. You're very passionate. I like it. You know what? I just I just think it's been a long, hard season. It's been a long, hard tournament. There's been a lot of minutes yeah. played in this. Yeah. These players are tired, you know, yeah. and there's a lot of movement on that football pitch. You know, you look yeah. at that Italian free. I mean, they're, they're as good as anybody and you look at our front three you won't want to mark them and mm. and when Maratta come on the other night with his movement Chiellini didn't have a you know he's been a mm. great player Chiellini don't get me wrong and he wants a battle he doesn't want movement and we mm. see that with the Maratta when Maratta got it moved it bang yeah. Chiellini didn't know what day it was didn't know yeah, what day it was nice, nice goal that wasn't it in this semi oh, I think Percy goal of the tournament do you I, I, I say that you've got to look who you're doing it against you're doing it against yeah, the Italians yeah. the best yeah. in the world and yeah. you know he made it look very very simple Merce, just quickly how much and obviously we're not taking anything for granted it's still a big hurdle to overcome the yeah. Italians but if England were to win this how much would the players lives change just give us a perspective in terms of what this means for these England players I think they've changed already if I'm being mm. honest yeah. I think, you know, as I say, we, we've got to the final. It's been amazing. You know, if they, God forbid, but if they went and lost this game, it wouldn't change my opinion. Mm. I wouldn't sit there and go, oh, no, you know, I think they've done great. For everything yeah, well that's happened in the last 16 or 17 months that seems like a lifetime, they've brought a lot of happiness. Do you know mm. what I mean? And they've brought everybody together. I mean, what, 27 million people watched it Yeah, on the telly? Yeah. Wow. Seriously, yeah. that... That just sums it up. 27 million people. I think that's a really good point that we started and ended with just saying whatever happens in this final, this group of players have, have made the whole nation proud. I mean, I'm speaking to people that aren't even into football that, that yeah. have become fascinated by it. I think that's a really valid point. Finally, mate, if England were to win it, will you be getting the Phil Foden Gaza haircut? You know what, Adam, I had that. I had the Foden haircut before he was even born. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably was, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I had that when I was 23, 24. You're only 32, aren't you, Merce, now? <laughs> 34. Nah, yeah, 53. Imagine if I got that. If I'm walking around with that blonde hair at my age, you, know, you could get arrested. Do you know what I mean? I'd Mate. expect to get Nick walking out the hairdressers. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen. Mate, absolute <laughs> pleasure. It's late hours in the day, shall I say, so really appreciate your time, Merce. Nah, any time for you, Adam, honestly. England can lift it. I appreciate that, mate. Top it's man. coming home. And that just about wraps up this episode of the official 
England podcast. I hope I've managed to get you excited and calm the nerves a bit ahead of match day and not just any old match day, but the final of Euro 2020. I will be back tomorrow bringing you all the reactions from the final. Yes, straight from Wembley Stadium. Our support for the team tonight is more important than ever before. So let's all get behind the squad and show them just how much of a difference the loud and proud England fans can make. Regardless of how the boys fare tonight, whatever happens, they've done us so proud already and will go down in history as one of the greatest teams to ever wear the shirt. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe because you are not going to want to miss anything from our post-match show. So all that is left for me to say is see you tomorrow, stay safe, and now, more than ever before, bring it home, England.